Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Good to see you. I am going to drag you into a debate, not not a mean-spirited debate, but a, a debate nonetheless that's been going on for a long time. It has to do with uh, treating antihypertension, and, and it's between those who favor chlorothaladone and those that favor uh, hydrochlorothiazide. The question is, which is a, a better treatment option in terms of cardiovascular outcomes? Some believe that a thiazide-like diuretic such as chlorothaladone have greater antihypertensive efficacy than hydrochlorothiazide. They suggest using a thiazide-like diuretic rather than hydrochlorothiazide in patients who have hypertension. And some of these folks can be quite militant, you know, it make you feel sort of badly for prescribing hydrochlorothiazide. On the other side, there are those who are strong believers in hydrochlorothiazide. So a major consumer of uh, hypertensive drugs is the Veterans Administration, and they decided to sponsor a head-to-head randomized control trial to look at the difference. The findings were published in the New England Journal of Medicine at the end of 2022. They begin on page 2401, if you want to follow along. And the study was designed to answer the clinical question, is chlorthalidone or hydrochlorothiazide associated with a difference in the rate of major cardiovascular events when used to treat hypertension? Mark, what did they find? These are ancient drugs. You'd think we'd know the answer to this, right? I mean, they were around when we were in medical school, right. which says a lot. <laughs> we had like four drugs to give for hypertension back then. So yeah, this uh, there's been mixed evidence about whether chlorthalidone is better. You see more of it given in Europe than you do in the U.S., I think. And uh, it, But it also has been associated with more adverse events. So yeah, this was a VA... Um, uh, study. They used their electronic health record system to find some patients who were 65 and older, currently taking hydrochlorothiazide at a 25 to 50 milligram daily dose. Then they randomized them to either keep taking the hydrochlorothiazide or switch to chlorthalidone. Patients in the hydrochlorothiazide group continued their usual dose. Those randomized to chlorthalidone got a dose half as large to be more or less pharmacologically equivalent. So like if they took 25 of hydrochlorothiazide, they got 12 and a half of chlorthalidone. Uh, Almost all patients in the hydrochlorothiazide group were taking the 25 milligram dose, very few the 50 milligram dose. This was a pragmatic open label trial, but again, the outcome assessors were masked for the assessment of the outcomes, you know, who had a heart attack, who had a stroke. At baseline, the average age of the over 13,000 participants was 72 years. Being a VA study, 97% were men, 15% were black, and almost half had type 2 diabetes. And they followed them for 2.4 years. And the medication adherence was pretty good, 79%. And importantly, it was the same in both groups. So the primary outcome was a composite of non-fatal MI, stroke, hospitalization for heart failure, urgent revascularization, or non-cancer-related death. So kind of a a sloppy, big uh, composite outcome. There was no difference between groups for this primary outcome, 10.4% for chlorothalidone, 10% for hydrochlorothiazide. So no significant difference and no difference for any of the 
individual elements of the composite when you stratified by the history of MI. And stroke, though, it was kind of interesting. Patients with that history of a MI or stroke at baseline had significantly fewer outcome events with chlorthalidone than with hydrochlorothiazide, so 14% versus 19% NNT of 20. On the other hand, those who didn't have a history of MI or stroke at baseline had a very slightly higher likelihood of that outcome with chlorthalidone, so slightly worse with chlorthalidone, 9.9 versus 8.9%. Now, the authors say they think this might have just been a chance finding, but it might be worth further study of these ancient drugs. Chlorthalidone was associated with more hypokalemia, which we kind of expected, NNH of 62, and that included more severe hypokalemia uh, with a potassium less than 3.1, number needed to harm of 71. Um, about 15% of those who were taking chlorthalidone were switched back to hydrochlorothiazide at some point, in part because of this hypokalemia issue. Uh, that crossover happened a lot less often, only 4% in the hydrochlorothiazide group. Again, also because hydrochlorothiazide is just more commonly prescribed. So bottom line overall, there was no difference in cardiovascular outcomes when hydrochlorothiazide was compared with chlorthalidone. Uh, there may be, there's also a slightly higher risk of hypokalemia. Um, there was a subset of patients with previous MR stroke who had better outcomes with chlorthalidone, but I think it was a post hoc analysis, probably ought to consider that as the authors say, uh, hypothesis generating. Got it. We uh, have been taught that uh, black men and women respond better to thiazide diuretics than non-blacks. Is, is that true for both chlorothalidone and for hydrochlorothiazide? Yeah, they didn't really look at that in this study. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk again in a week. Okay. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem.